This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into episode 136 of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here with a good friend of mine, Dustin Smith. Like always, each and every week, we're here to break down the Auburn Tigers. And Dustin, man, a tough loss last night, 21-17 to to the LSU Tigers, man. I'm happy to have you here on the phone with us. Uh, how you doing tonight? I'm blessed, brother. I'm happy to be with you. Yeah, man. Uh, Auburn falling to three and two on the year, one and one in the Southeastern Conference, man. Uh, just an absolutely gut wrenching loss last night in Jordan Hare Stadium, man. Uh, Auburn up seventeen to nothing, Dustin, and um, they let another one slip away in the Brian Harson era. Uh, you know, we've seen the twenty eight to threes, we've seen the Iron Bowls, we've seen the South Carolinas. We've seen a Birmingham Bowl loss, Dustin. We have seen now a 17 to nothing loss to a bad LSU team. Where do we where where are we at right now, Dustin? Where where is this football program at? Like I'm 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 just I don't I don't know where to I don't know where to put my head at. I don't know where to wrap this thing uh around with Auburn football, man. Like where are we at? Well, I mean, last night obviously we we needed that one. You know, you you come out and you do you make the adjustments as far as the scheme that we've all been asking for. You build the offense around Robbie's abilities, 
and clearly LSU was biting on the run face early, mm. and we were able to hit some big dynamic plays over the top. They were respecting our ability with Tank and Jarquez and Robbie to run the ball. And we've all been asking for Cam Brown down there in the red zone. We saw that. I thought there was a good balance between Tank and between um, Jarquez. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using Robbie's legs as well. I thought the first half, you know, it was all, it was all nice, man. And uh, football's a four-quarter game, though. And that's kind of been the story of the Brian Harson era. And it's just it's happening every week. That's the problem. Um, yeah. You know, it's just we all we've all seen the stats. I mean, you talked about it ad nauseum last week on the preview show coming into the game. We we've, we've got to fix these these second half woes. And once again, score seventeen points by was uh, nine minute mark in the second quarter. You don't score again, and you go in the second half against one of your rivals. Uh, uh, opportunity to beat LSU for the third time in a row for the first time since nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. You're losing 17 to 14 at halftime. Two field goals wins you this game. A touchdown wins you this game. I mm. looked at my brother and I was like, man, 10 points and we got this thing locked up. And the way it's gone, we're moving the ball. We continue to move the ball in the second half, but turnovers killed us. And now we're minus 10 on the season, the turnover margin. And, you know, you can break down turnovers. You can go and you can point at every turnover individually and say, okay, well, this ball shouldn't have been thrown here or this guy fumbled. You can break down every penalty and say, oh, well, this guy shouldn't have false started here because clearly he's not coached to do that. But when you have this huge sample size of turnovers, this huge sample size of penalty, that's when it falls on the coaching because it's a discipline issue at that point. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of things that a coach should be responsible for. And to answer your question, as far as where is this program at, it's going backwards. Mm-hmm. It's going backwards in recruiting. It's going backwards in perception. And it's going backwards on the field. Um, you have a seventeen to zero lead first LSU at home with the Auburn crowd behind you at night. And that's not enough to get it done. You had three I mean before the game, if you would have said Auburn's gonna pass for over three hundred yards and LSU's gonna be under one hundred, I would have said we probably went by double digits. Mm-hmm. And the real frustrating thing about it is is you're playing good football and, a, and, and, and one third of it and a, and a very important one third defense. And it's frustrating because we're continue, this is a, this is a thing. This continues to be a thing. Yeah. Offensive minded head coaches. We can't put enough points on the board and we're wasting good defensive performances. We saw it time and time and time again under Gus and now we're seeing it time and time again here. It's just. It's really, really frustrating, man, and it's it's hard to – you just can't ignore it. It's one of the things that's staring you in the face. Like, we all know what it is. It's that it comes time, a team sees what we're running, they adjust to it, and then that's where it stops for us. Mm-hmm. And you just – you had the ball time and time again. I mean, you had the ball the whole second half. You were on their side of the 50. I mean, we didn't have any trouble moving the ball. Yeah. But we just shot ourselves in the foot. We're not a disciplined team. And from from the problem that is, is Harson preaches that's going to be one of the pillars of the program. Discipline, not making mistakes. But we continue to do it. So, and for the third weekend, here's the more important thing. It, you, don't, you don't make the decision. I don't make the decision. The fans, media, nobody 
we don't make this decision. But what I can tell you is, it's the third week in a row where the press conference has let off about the coach's job security. Yep. We all know what that means. And it's not a healthy place for your program to be in. It's just, it's yeah, just not. Just pull the plug. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's not going to get any better. Um, you had you had the opportunities last night. You had the opportunity at Penn State. It was fourteen to six at halftime. You were down one. You were down one possession, mm-hmm. and Penn State comes out and just smacks you right in the mouth. You had an opportunity to score twenty points. Twenty points gets you a ball win versus Houston, and you can't do it. You put thirteen on the board. Like it's just. It's not enough, man. It's the same mistakes happening. And when, like, you know, like, it's not even necessarily about the wins and the losses. It is. I'm not a participation trophy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, here's my thing. I I know this isn't, like, this isn't the most popular thing at all. Just on the overall, if you get right to the chase, what I think about the keeping Horson or firing him today or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm kind of on both sides. Because to me, it's already it's already a thing. So whether he's fired today or whether he's fired three weeks or at the end of the season, to me, it's not going to matter like in the future because I just feel like behind the scenes, it's already being made. So I understand your side. Just pull the plug. Yep. And I understand other people are saying that it's not going to matter. I don't really. I'm not one way or the other on that because to me, it's already it's already done. It's just a toxic um, situation, Dustin. It's so toxic. Just. No, I, I 100% agree with you. It's going to be, it's the same thing every week. And then, like, it, what doesn't help, what doesn't help the situation is, is on a fourth and 10, you let the clock run out. You call a timeout in a game where every score is going to count. Mm-hmm. And you should have learned this from the South Carolina game last year. You should have learned this versus the Bama game last year. Like, every. Every possession in this conference, man, like even field goals, like every point matters. And on fourth and ten, when your defense has played good last week and is at that point has played great in the game so far, mm-hmm. you're not going to have fourth and ten. You, you have the opportunity to just pin them deep, pin them inside the ten, and keep playing. Keep playing good D. Win the field position game, you're moving the ball. But instead, you go for it on 4th and 10 after burning a timeout. You're indecisive. We see all three units, punt team, field goal team, and offense come on the field during the timeout. And then you ultimately decide to go for it, and you call a fade route. So, and then they, you know, you immediately set them up. It's just, like, what are you doing there? You're moving the ball. You're inside the red zone. Robbie's having his best game. We're... We're not running it down their throat, but we're it's the best we've ran the ball since the Mercer game. Yeah. It's the best our offensive line has played versus the most talented defensive line they've played all season. And you decide to go with a to let uh Coley Moore pass the ball <laughs> to when you have one guy on that side of the field and as soon as LSU doesn't bite, Coley's out of options and of course he doesn't know what to do. He's never been put in that position. Yeah. I'm not going to blame Cooley. Yeah, like, I mean, what do you expect right there? So, what are we, I mean, you're inside. That's, 
as much as Anders is struggling, I, I don't see him missing a 25-yarder. Yeah, there was no reason so to get cute so, there. there even was, right there, Blake, if you just protect the football. Yeah. And then you say you kick the field goal, it's 21-20, to 20, man. And yep. you're moving the ball. A field goal went through the game. Yep. But you call that. This is not Boise State and hook and ladder, man. This is not the Mountain West. That stuff's not going to work. And between watching the Wildcocks and now having <laughs> to watch this, I think the Auburn family is sick of trick plays for a while. Yeah, Dustin. So, you know, I took away in this in this first half, man, uh, Auburn comes out fast. They come out uh, taking a shot down the field. Dustin, they even took the kick out of the gate at the coin toss and said, hey, we want the football. All right, I said, look at here. I said, we're, we're wanting to start with a little momentum. We hit a shot, Dustin. We put seven up on the board. When we thought that in the preview show, we, we were asking how we were going to score, right? They come out quick screens, slants, you know, um, getting getting hey, the ball. Giving the coaches credit, that was a great game plan. That was a great start. It that was. was all great. That was all in the coaches. Awesome stuff. It was, and and Dustin, you know, you were getting you were getting uh, your playmakers the ball, man, and you know, hey, I even seen I even seen Tank line up in the slot last uh, last night, Dustin, and and I've been saying that, hey, you want to get your best players the football, right? You want to get your best players the ball. Put Tank in the slot. Put your guys out there to make plays. Get them in space. And we did that, man. Um, you know, it, it it looked like a completely different Auburn team coming out. And I said, I, I even put it on Twitter, Dustin. I said, hey, make me eat crow, Brian Harson. Make me eat crow because that would be the biggest and best plate of crow that I would ever eat. All right. And we were up 17 to nothing. And there was a turning point in this game, though. But first, I saw something different in this Auburn team that I probably didn't see in 2012, Dustin. And that is the the strip, the strip of Robbie Ashford. And LSU picks it up. They take it back. Uh, they score. They make it 17 to seven. And Auburn ends up getting the ball. And instead of folding right here, Dustin, we go down, going into the going into the half. We go down, and we have about a 10 play drive. Get ourselves in field goal position, and we miss a field goal. All right, we miss a field goal once again, and it was a mirror image of the Missouri game last week. Dustin uh, Anders Carlson, we mentioned it on the preview show leading into the LSU game. Is he hurt? Uh, is he still? Is there still something mental there with the injury, the surgery, the rehab, whatever? I, I just I don't know when are you gonna give McPherson a shot. He was the, the number one kicker. His brother went to Florida. He he didn't go to Florida. He come to you uh, at at Auburn University. When are you gonna give this kid a shot? Because I know Anders has been there forever, and um, it's kind of you know his seniority or whatever. But um, he he's just he's shaky right now, man. And you know, like you said off off air, um, he wasn't really great last year. And I saw a couple of tweets yesterday and was like, hey, if it's over thirty five forty yards, it just ain't going in, you know. And I'm just sitting here wondering uh, when 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 McPherson might get a shot, or why did you leave? Why did you let Ben uh, Ben Patton leave the program and go to Michigan State, like? There's just so many questions, man, and I really thought that right there. I said this is a mirror image of what happened against Missouri. We miss a field goal, 
And as soon as we miss the field goal, Dustin, LSU gets momentum. They go 11 plays. They, I think they went 80 yards, and they punch it in for uh, six. It's 17-14. to 14, And LSU has all the momentum in the world going into half. And I, I just – I knew. I knew, Dustin. I said, here comes the second half. Here it comes. I, I've seen this picture painted a thousand freaking times, Dustin. Over and over and over. And like you say, bro, it happens every single week. It's the same thing. And it's the same thing, man. The numbers, I mean, like, the numbers bear it out. The results speak for themselves. The points are not there. No one, this isn't being something that's made up. And I'll, I'll tell you something, man. Um, Like, on a human level last night, I was pulling for Brian Harson. Yeah. Like, Take the football fan out of it, you know, like the crazy rabbit SEC fan. Just me, the person, that's a tough-ass job. Comes under a lot of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. You're getting questions about your job security every week. Me and you defended him when it came to the morality of the investigation and some of the rumors and all that was going on. Absolutely. It hasn't been an easy road, and it's a tough. It's a tough. And I try to look at any of that stuff and say, I don't know if I can handle all that. I try, So, like, just on a human level, I was pulling – I'm not pulling for anybody to fail, especially someone coaching my team. And when you're up 17-0 to on an arch rival with an opportunity to beat them for the three times in a row for the first time since 94, man, me and my brother, you know, we're hopping around. Where were you? I mean, of course you're going to be high up. In, and, of course, yep. the hope's going to get back in there. And – uh but, you know, 17 to 14 and a half time, and you're like, I'm just thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, okay, I think we're winning at the line of scrimmage, which is surprising. Yep. Um, will the adjustments be made? And, and we didn't score another point. And, Dustin, before we get into the second half, man, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, we look at we look at the the restructuring of the offensive line and Robbie Ashford, man. Um, what did you think about the offensive line last night and the play of Robbie Ashford? Because I thought Robbie Ashford uh, was excellent. I thought that he played probably one of the best games of his career. I, I'm not sure if he'll play like that again the rest of this year. Uh, but second, you know, just I thought what was it second career start or whatever. Um, yeah, just coming out and throwing for 337, I believe. And I know he had a couple miscues, but just absolutely putting his team in a position to win, man. I I thought he did an incredible job, and there's something to grow on there. Yeah, no, Robbie's the the highlight of the night for sure, other than the defense. Mm -hmm. Um, that's That's what sucks, man, is yet again, another great defensive performance from an Auburn team just gets lost. Uh, by just the ineptitude of the offense. And football's a four-quarter game, not two. If they could wrap it up to halftime, man, we'd be national champs. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it's just uh, it's, it's really mind-blowing, man, to see the same thing every single week. But, you know, I thought Robbie was the highlight of the night, and I thought this was the best that the offensive line had played. Um, Council's clearly the guy at center. Yep. Uh, you can see there was not a lot of push coming from up the middle. Uh, Austin Choxel really was the only guy that struggled, but everybody else, 
I thought they all had their best games, and I I like that lineup. I think that's the lineup which we should go with uh, going forward because that was the best defensive front we faced all year, and uh, I thought they held their own. So, really, man, like if you just if you're grading the positions, you're not really going to grade any position bad. Mm-hmm. The turnovers that what killed you. The penalties, like you just shot yourself in the foot again, mm-hmm. like just an undisciplined football team. But if you go like position by position, you're not really going to find a position other than linebacker where you're like, okay, those guys had an off night. I thought everybody played played pretty well. Like if you're just looking at it, you know, as a whole. But and at the end of the day, you're just not executing. You're not getting things done, and that falls back on the coaching staff. Yeah, Dustin. Um... What took so long to find that to find that offensive line to find that unit? Uh, did were we not watching practice um, in the spring? Were we not watching uh, things in the in fall camp? Like that is the best offensive line you've come up with, and we're five weeks into the season. Um, it it all falls back onto coaching, Dustin, and that's what I keep trying to tell people is it's not the players, all right. This is coaching, dog. Like this, th- what took so long to? Man- no, that was um, and Zach Zach Wackerby and uh, I won't say his name, Gerald Dockett. They made the same point on Lock on Auburn this morning. That uh, and uh, I don't want to get his last name right or wrong, but uh, y'all go back and watch. It's a good episode. They really break it down. But Daryl says he talks about it. You know, mm-hmm. he talks about that exact the exact point you're making with offensive line. That it just why does it take this long to find this combination? Because when when this when it started coming out about Brom's injury, mm-hmm. we all heard Tate Johnson, you know, maybe Irvin, but Brandon Council was mentioned because he's played some center before. Mm-hmm. And then you see it last night. It's just like man, like that that's that's clearly the best that's clearly the best combination. Uh, he's got thirty pounds on Tate, and you could. You could tell. And Tate's, you know, he's played well for his lack of inexperience and stuff, but it's just clear that that was the best, that was the best lineup to go with. So, yeah, man. And then just like with quarterback, it looks looks pretty obvious now that if you just would have stuck with Robbie, that would have <laughs> been, that's the move. Man, we've been saying that, Dustin. We've been saying that on this podcast, man. We got to pick a guy. Um, and, you know, hey, TJ Finley went down with an injury last night. I think Robbie Ashford cemented himself as quarterback one of the Auburn Tigers. But, Dustin, we have been preaching that since we started doing these episodes, man. Like, we need to pick a guy and we need to roll with it. And last night I was talking to my dad. My dad was like, you know, how fluid would this thing look if we would have just done this from the start? If. You know your offensive line. Yeah, that's Robbie's fifth star, not his second. Okay, yeah, and 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 so, um, you know, you got you already got like you said his fifth start. That would have been his fifth start, and you know, he would have had all this time under his belt. You might have lost to Penn State, uh, but but he would have had all this action. All right, all these reps under his belt. And with your O line being in being in the position that it's in, you got a guy that can run with his run with his legs and make plays, and um, you know he's super athletic. And we saw last night the big arm that he has. So, you know, I just 
I I never understood the rotation of the quarterbacks, and I really set I think it set this offense back, Dustin. I really do, man. Like I just I like we never got to see an offense get into the rhythm. And last night we had some drives where we went ten plays, Dustin. Like we went on a ninety-nine yard drive, Dustin. The Auburn Tigers, the little engine that could, all right. The yeah. team, the team that was supposed to be so inept and anemic on offense that, uh, you know, how are we going to score thirteen points? is what we were asking ourselves. We went 99 freaking yards. And, like, just what if, man? What if this would have been from the beginning? And, like you said, his fifth start instead of his second. And I don't know, man. I, I just uh, – it, it's there's so, many, there's so many questions that I have in my head for Harson and the staff is because I just – I, I never got it from the jump, man. I never got the rotation of the quarterbacks from the jump. And then I immediately, last night, I looked at this offensive line and I said, what took so long for this? All right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Like, what's the deal? Why is this just now our best offensive line and we are five games in? And, you know, my thing with Harson, man, is, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier, is you can get away with some of this stuff in the Mountain West or the WAC or whatever other conference there is out there in that part of the country. You can get away with those things, Dustin. But in the Southeastern Conference, dog, you're not getting away with it. It's not happening. Uh, and we know at Boise, the type of athletes. No, you'll get exposed. Yeah, and the type of athletes he had at Boise, Dustin, he was just basically more athletic than the teams that he was playing every week. All right? They, they slip up and lost some games here and there, but he was just, he had better athletes out there. So. You know, some of the things that he calls in here in the SEC, they just don't work, man. Because guess what? Down here, it's four or five stars all over the field, athletic dudes getting ready to go to the NFL and show out and have long careers um, on Sundays. And up there in the Mountain West or whatever, you know, some of the things like you do, like a fourth and ten, and you call a timeout before you do it, and, you know, you throw a fade, and it's just uh, – just the worst thing I've ever seen. You can go back seen. to the Penn State game last year. You can go back to South Carolina last year. Yeah. There's, there's consistent game, Mississippi State, there's consistent game management issues. And, and Dustin, you know, the biggest stat of all, the biggest stat of all, I think, what is it, six or seven second halves without a touchdown in the Brian Harson era since, I think it was since the Mississippi State game. We haven't scored a touchdown in the second half. Like, look, if you still, if you can still defend this man as Auburn's head coach, I want to sit down and have, have a conversation with you. 
Like, like, because I want to ask you to throw your points out there to me to make me understand how this man can retain his job. And, you know, I hear a lot, Dustin. Well, everybody deserves three or four years. Um, everybody deserves, um, you know, a chance to bring in their own recruits and everything. And uh, they always want to throw that in there. Well, guess what, buddy? He's bringing in three stars. Okay, and he's 13th in the class, and he's down there. Man, when you're down there with Missouri and Vanderbilt, and, you know, it's just it's not a good look, man. And that's why I think, Dustin, they need to just go ahead and pull the plug, man, because, look, it's out there. People know. We we talked about A.J. McCarron coming on a podcast and saying that he has sources, and people are making fun of you. They're taking shots in the national media at you. So go ahead and pull the plug, Dustin. That is my biggest thing with it is people, well, they haven't hired an athletic director. They're waiting on the bye week. I don't give a damn what you're waiting on. It's over. It is done. It's over. People, we are the laughing stock of the SEC right now. We're the laughing stock, Dustin, and it's it's not it's not getting any better because LSU is a bad football team. They showed it last night. They showed it. Their receivers couldn't catch COVID, Dustin. All right, they can't. They're they're not a good football team. Jaden Daniels, he's not. There in the passing game. They threw for 85 yards, Dustin. They threw for 85 yards and beat us. 85 yards. It almost makes you want the next head coach to be, uh, maybe if he's a defensive guy, the offense will get going. I just... Yeah, and Harson's supposed to be on it for so long, man. It's just it's been the same thing for so long. And 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 Dustin Harson's supposed to be some kind of offensive guru. All right, like yeah, I've heard that for a while about a lot of guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and but you know, Dustin, getting to this second half, man, getting into the second half, we're up seventeen to fourteen. LSU gets the ball, and we make a statement, Dustin. We get a stop, three and out. They go backwards. All right, they lost two yards, Dustin. I said, hey, here we go. We're making a statement. All right, and I thought we were playing really, really well in the second half. And then what happens, Dustin? We're driving the football. We get down into LSU territory. And we get in a fourth down spot. We burn a timeout, like you mentioned earlier. We come to a commercial break, Dustin. And this is where I think you have to pull the plug, okay? You come to a freaking commercial break. And you spend two and a half minutes on this sideline, and somehow you come up with this bullshit idea to go for it on fourth and ten, Dustin. All right. Now, we had been moving the ball all night, but what in the hell made you think that we have the ability to just pick up a fourth and ten on offense like it's just that freaking easy? You just don't need it. Your defense is playing like out, so you just don't need it. LSU has not shown the ability to march the ball 90, 85 yards down the field on you. They just have it. There's no reason to do it. Just pin the ball and keep playing, man. It's okay. They did this it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to score 40 points. Exactly. They did it one time, Dustin, all night. They had one drive. They went, they went 80 yards one 
time, Dustin. And and like that's my thing is your defense was playing lights out in the second half. You he lost that Kyoto and Marcus Bragg stepped right up. It, bang! There you go. One he he had the best game of his career also. Uh, when when Leo to uh, when Leota went out, he had one hell of a game, and your defense was abusing LSU's offensive line. Jaden Daniels didn't he? Yeah, especially in pass pro. Yeah. Oh my God, man! I like abusing him. Jaden Daniels was clueless back there. He was clueless. Colby, Colby coming right up the middle on him all night. Yes, man. And and the ankle was bothering him. He wasn't mobile. He wasn't his normal self, you know. And and I'm well, I shouldn't say he wasn't mobile, but he wasn't as mobile. He wasn't as electric um in in the run game. And you want to pull some shenanigans and go for it on fourth and ten instead of punting the football, trying to pin them inside the ten. And that goes back to my point, Dustin, of you can't pull this bullshit in the Southeastern Conference. It might work out on the West Coast in the WAC or the Mountain West or whatever. But out here in the Southeastern Conference, it don't cut it. All right? And... What happens? LSU gets the ball, Dustin. They go down and they score. You hand all the momentum to the LSU Tigers. All right, they go up twenty-one seventeen, and what do you know? Like 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 we like we talked about earlier, Dustin. There there was a resilience on this Auburn football team last night because what did Auburn do? They got the freaking ball and they drove it right back down the field on LSU, and they they got inside the red zone. All right, you can you converted a fourth and one. Robbie got a little extra push, um, and you get first and goal from the four, what four yard line, Dustin. You get first and goal from the four. You're inside the five, and Dustin, this is the biggest thing to me right here. Is Jarquez Hunter was in on that drive, okay? And Jarquez Hunter was getting five point eight yards per carry. And we got to the four-yard line, and he never freaking touched the ball, dude. He never touched yeah, the ball. It just gets too cute, man. We just, it's just, you're just getting too cute when there's no need to do it. Like, I mean, zone read, make him decide, Robbie or, or Jarquez. Yes, like, like, and 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 you know they do like when they did the little zone read, they did the rap with with Robbie. He dropped the football and everything. Um. Would he have made it in? I'm not sure. I I, I don't know. Um, but that was just another uh, hiccup. You know, you drop a football there, you got to get it, and then he runs out of bounds. Uh, we lose five yards, so we're backed up to the nine. And then you run Coy Moore, um, and you talked about it earlier. Coy Moore, man, why do you put him in that situation, Dustin? Like, like, what are we doing there? Um, where where is where is the ball to Camden Brown? Uh, you know where where is Landon King? Uh, where where are where are your big bodies at? You know, like come on, man, you yeah, want to put I mean, Coy throw, Moore? Throw, 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 if you're gonna throw, if you're gonna use Coy Moore, throw him the ball. Don't, don't yeah. Like come on, dude, you're setting the kids up for failure, man. Like like I said, Dustin, this ain't Boise State. All right, this ain't the fucking Statue of Liberty. Okay. This ain't this ain't you know the the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma, all right? Like, there's no need to get cute there, none. Because like like you said, Dustin, you made a very valid point. You kick a field goal there, 
what is it? It's 21 to 20, and you still got about, what, 12 minutes or so to play? Yeah, and you gotta, you should be taking into account the ball security issue that you've had throughout the season. So, <laughs> just why have a wide receiver throw a pass there when you've already been turning the ball over? Like, you're just not in a position on offense to where that kind of thing is going to work, man. Like, it's just the last thing that you need to be doing right there. Hmm. Just protect the ball. Don't put them in a situation where that kind of thing can happen. And with our quarterback, you ask him to be a quarterback down in the red zone at an important time in the game, and that's the result you get. And it just it, – it, it's head-scratching, man. It really is. And it just – when you see it every single game, when you see the same trends every single game, um, listen, I – I understand what people are saying with about, you know, three, four years and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes you just have a Willie Taggart on your hands. Mm. It happens. And this is our Willie Taggart. And it didn't take very long for anybody. And I have no, you know, no, no loyalty to FSU. But I watched about a season of that and said, that's not going to work. That's a little bit above that guy's head. Um, And again, on a human level, man, this guy's do better job than I could. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to down them, but you just, you you know, they make a lot of money. They're subject to the scrutiny when it comes to their performance, you know, and it's just not, it's just not it, man. I just, not learning from mistakes, making the same mistakes game after game. It's just at this point, 18 games in, you see what the second half results are. With four and eight versus power five teams, protecting protecting home has not really been a thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's a huge indictment. So, yeah, man, whether you pull the plug now or whatever, I mean, I, I, like I said, I understand both both viewpoints on it. I'm just kind of whatever with it because. I, I believe that people are already being contacted and, you know, it's already kind of decided. So it's unfortunate. Um, I hate that we're here. It sucks. It's becoming, you know, it's nine straight years. Well, right now it's eight. It's just looking like it'll be nine straight years or at least four plus losses a season. Mm. And I know, I know that Auburn's better than that. And I don't think that the expectations, I know that I don't have unrealistic expectations of Auburn. I understand what we're up against as far as Georgia and Alabama being our top rivals and they're on top of the college football world. I know that LSU, our other rival, was historically top five, top ten program. I get it. I don't have, I don't expect Auburn to be Alabama in terms of wins and losses and championships. Mm-hmm. But I expect more than this. And I think that everybody should. And there's a lot of people out there that it just it makes you wonder, is your loyalty to a coach or is your loyalty to Auburn? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of just, you need to, you know, you can search your soul, you can find that, whatever. I don't, it's just time for this program. The potential is there. The NIO money is there. The recruit, the brand new football facility will be, 
you know, be ready to go soon. Even when times are what they are, so much uncertainty, you still have the crowd you had last night. You still have, and you still should have won the game. This team should still be four and one. There's so much, like, we're still able to get, we still have the talent to where you play terrible versus Missouri and you still win the game. You play terrible versus San Jose State and you still win the game. Like, in the age where there's a transfer portal and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't take three or four years. It may take three or four years to win a championship, mm-hmm. but it, it's not about just the winning and the losing. It's about the way you look at doing it and what's the, you know, what's the trajectory of this program. Are we headed in the right direction? Are we headed in the right direction in recruiting? Are we headed in the right direction on the field? Then you have to look at it and say, well, good God, every time we play a game, there is multiple just head-scratching game management decisions. Mm-hmm. There's just so much stuff there to where you say, listen, this is just not going to be it. It's unfortunate. I've been fired from jobs. I've never got $15 million. So I think that Brian Harson and his family will be okay and, you know, wish him the best. It's nothing, it's nothing like that. It's just, this isn't working. And three weeks in a row, he's been asked at his press conference about his job security. And like you said, man, it's just toxic. It's not good for the program. Um, I'll, I'll be, I'll wait happier days. <laughs> Yeah, Dustin, and and that's my thing is he's missed on everything, and we've mentioned that before. He's missed in the portal at offensive line. He has missed at quarterback in the portal, all right, because uh, the best guy you got out of there was Zach Calzada, all right, and he – look, I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback, but there was better options, okay, and you missed on everything. You, you, you just flat out missed, and you're missing in recruiting, uh, once again, Auburn had a stacked lineup there last night. You you had another chance to make an, a, a super impression on another stacked roster of recruits in Jordan-Hare Stadium at night. You're up 17 to nothing, and you freaking lose. And you're just – you're missing. Like, everything you're doing, you're missing. Um, and – I think it's time to pull the plug, man. But last night, it was gut-wrenching. 21-17 loss, Dustin. Where does Auburn, um, where is Auburn's mindset at with looking at Georgia next week? Like, I, I know we're going to have an episode and we're going to talk about Auburn and Georgia, but what is this locker room feeling like? And you're looking at, what, I think Georgia slipped to the number two team in the nation? Where are we at? They've definitely struggled the last two weeks, and that's what sucks so much about this, man. If you would have won this game, yep, you would have been able to say, 4-1, you're 2-0 in the SEC. A&M's obviously struggling. Arkansas is obviously beatable. Um, and then you would be able to look and say, well, Georgia's followed the last two weeks. First team that they're supposed to be much better than. So if you win the game... It's a whole different feel. It's a whole different, but there's definitely a different feeling around it. But you just, you know, again, you didn't get it done. And it's a continuing theme, just not getting over that hump. Like you said, missing every time. So, I don't know. Um, go back to 2012 when we lost that 12-10 to LSU game. They kind of seemed like 
it went south after that. Wow. Uh, well, you can't say it kind of did. Obviously, it went did, but I'm just saying, like, that seemed like that was the last game that we were kind of in. That yep. seemed like that was the last gas for that team. And after that, it just really came undone. Mm. So, so is it is, is it a situation like that? I mean, it's it's eerily yeah. similar, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just your program's never in a good position when the coach is being asked every single week about a job security. So, I don't know, man. I really don't. Um, this team has shown a lot of fight. Like I, I haven't questioned their effort at any point in the season. Maybe the second half was Penn State, but once it got out of hand. But um, I, I expect them to at least show up and play hard next week. And I, I don't know, you know, we're just gonna have to find out because mm. that was that's definitely a, that's definitely a, just a tough one, man. That's you really really needed to win that one last night. Yeah, Dustin. Uh, that LSU game after dropping the Penn State game was about my only hope for a bowl game, and uh, now I don't see where you can get to six wins. I don't see a path to where you can get to six wins. I'm not even sure if Western Kentucky uh, is a win at this point. I just do not know. Sitting at three and two, I do, I can't scratch three more wins across on this schedule. Uh, I think there's too much. Um, travel on the road left and things just don't add up man you got to go to athens to starkville to oxford it's just there's just so many things man that's just that's just to tuscaloosa it's just it's it's a downhill battle man the the slide is slippery uh and somebody's throwing crisco on it as we speak and it's just getting uh even slippier uh so you know i i just i don't i don't know where we go dustin but man I really appreciate you joining me tonight. It's tough to do these, man. It's it's gut-wrenching. I hate when Auburn loses. Uh, it hurts to do these losing podcasts. So hopefully hopefully we can get back on this winning side. We can pull a major upset this week in Athens. That would be fun. But, uh, Dustin, man, like I said, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, if you could, before you get out of here, like always, drop your Twitter handle so my followers can get at you. Yeah, y'all find me on Twitter at D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D, 28 and uh yeah man it's never it's never a good time having to having to do this and i uh, you know i text you this morning like man just god it sucks up it sucks up <laughs> it sucks to wake up with this feeling um mm-hmm. we're we're getting kind of accustomed to it and i know that Auburn's better than that and that's the that's the disappointing part it always sucks when you you feel like you beat yourself mm-hmm. um so yes yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not any fun, brother, but like you said, new game next week, and by the time Saturday rolls around, I'll probably convince myself we have a shot. <laughs> well, Dustin, I'm sure we'll do a couple more episodes throughout the week, man, and, and we'll preview this Auburn-Georgia matchup. How you feel about that? Oh, uh, you know, I'm down, brother. All right, Dustin, man, I'll let you go, man, and war damn eagle. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Everybody, that was Dustin Smith coming on to join me to talk some Auburn Tiger football. Had a blast with him like we always do. Man, it's pain to do these. I hate when Auburn loses. Uh, There looks like there's a couple more L's left on the schedule. It's tough. It sucks. I hate it, but... Look, like I said in that episode, there's some coaching things that I just do not agree with, 
And look, I'm just a fan. I don't get paid for this. Um, I don't get paid to call the shots. So, you know, it's not my call. But I think it's time to go in a different direction. I've been saying it. We said it last week, two weeks ago after Penn State. We said Penn State was a do or die. And now look at our season. It's it's just it's going south. So uh, I do appreciate each and every one of you listening to this podcast. If you could, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, rate the show. Follow the show. Get all the... the um, the updates on the show there and we really appreciate you listening and i'm out i'll catch you on the next one and like always war damn eagle lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.